0: Coming up on this episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast, I am joined as I am every Wednesday by Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. We're going to put a nice, tidy little bow on the win over the New England Patriots. Evan is going to give me his thoughts on the injury situation and how he feels Richard Sherman performed in his debut, what Sherman is going to look like going forward. Then we're going to begin our preview of the week that the Buccaneers play the Dolphins All of that coming up on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? And welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined by Evan Klosky. Check out everything I'm doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at lockedonbucks, at jarco underscore bucks, at E-Klosky wtsp, and at bucks. Underscore Nation. Of course, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you check out our YouTube page. Please subscribe. We really appreciate it. And with that, Evan, you almost got the trifecta on ah. on your your predictions from the Patriots game. Well, your your predictive player of the game was Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. uh, with the caveat that if he didn't play, it was Mike Evans who had a phenomenal game. The score prediction was 20-17 to 17 in favor of the Bucks. And then you predicted three sacks by the defense. Joe Tryon Shoinka almost had that by himself. So, well done, sir. We See, we polished up the crystal ball and things became far less foggy. <sighs> <sighs>
1: squeaky, squeaky. Just got to clean it off a little bit. You know, uh, I had that strong start and then I lost my focus there for a little bit. And now I'm back. And now, you know, betters. All want to jump in on the Lock On Bucks podcast because I got you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what are what are your thoughts on on this game against the Patriots? Because it was not what a lot of people thought that it was. Tom Brady struggled quite a bit; couldn't really get his rhythm. He was overthrowing guys. He was off on a lot of passes. I think a lot of that can be chalked up to a great defensive game plan by the Patriots. Weather conditions were absolutely terrible. Buccaneers players are dropping like flies so so what were your takeaways from this game
1: Yeah so first off don't overreact to okay. the bad offensive game we'll say it or the subpar I you know it wasn't it wasn't atrocious but yeah I mean Brady did not look like Brady having said that I do think Brady was very conservative with his pass attempts and what I mean by that is look I think entering the week Um, it was a concerted game plan saying we are going to stop the Patriots often. Their offense is not good. Okay. So what we have to make sure is that we don't give them fortuitous, uh, field position. So what does that mean? Right? No fumbles, no interceptions. So I think that Brady probably in the element of trying to make sure that he did not make a mistake. I think overcompensated on some of his throws to make sure that only his guy could catch it. And if it wasn't him, it was going to just be an incomplete pass. And that's why I think uh, the passer um, I think it was about like a 50% completion rate Mm -hmm. uh, when it was all said and done, which is much lower than we expect for Brady. So yeah, I just, I think he knew that the Patriots were going to win this game. If the Buccaneers made mistakes and helped them out, and that was the number one thing that no matter what, even though the execution was not there offensively, even though Bruce Arians said uh, in in the, the post-game press conference and then the press conference the next day that watching the red zone offense was a bit disappointing. Having said all that, the number one thing that they did was they limited mistakes. They did not shoot themselves in the foot. They did that enough with penalties, which needs to be corrected. But as far as the controllable stuff, at least once the ball is hyped, um, they they did not give the Patriots easy points. And to beat the Patriots, you need to force them to go the length of the field on you. And they were able to do that a couple of times, but that was pretty much it. And I think that is what I walked away from was, okay, they're, they're playing this very safe. Um, and then also, obviously, uh, the old adage that, you know, good teams find a way to to win ugly. And the Buccaneers are a good team. I don't know if they're great yet. I think at the end of the season, once everybody comes back, you know, they're a Super Bowl winning caliber team right now is that rough spot by no fault of their own. But they found a way to win. And it doesn't matter how you do it. I don't give a crap. You need the dub. And getting a win in the NFL is still one of the hardest things to do in all sports. So they got it done to three and one. They're in a great spot. And the best part about all of this is they still have not showed us their best effort. Right. We saw, I think, the the best they've played all season was against the Falcons. And we still got 10 to 15 minutes from them in that third quarter bleeding a little bit into the fourth where it just was not there but if you put the first the second and the fourth together for the most part outside of that that uh brady fumble whatever that happened there uh, close to the red zone i think that's probably the most complete team effort we've seen and that even then we can nitpick as well so the three and one and the buccaneers have probably given us 70 percent of what they should be
0: yeah Last week, I, I posed the question to you of, you know, we we joke about Brady and how he's from another planet and all this. And and is the moment, you know, is he going to be able to compartmentalize the emotions and, and how he's going to be feeling returning to Foxborough? Do you think that played into it a little bit? Because I certainly, certainly do. I mean, David even brought up the other day that he didn't do his typical pregame routine out on the field. So I, I think he almost kind of took himself out of his norm which is why we saw kind of that slow start, some of the off throws, and and the very un-Brady-like performance that we got out of him.
1: Yeah, and, and no matter what, the entire week, even mostly after the game too, he's kept everything pretty close to the vest. Mm-hmm. But there is no doubt, we are all human beings. And I don't care if you're Tom Brady, you know, or, or a janitor in Gillette Stadium. Like, we all have emotions, we all have feelings. And Tom Brady, going back to Gillette, going back into that environment, especially Sunday night football, and then factor into the rain. I mean, there were a lot of variables there to, to mess with him. And he did not look comfortable um, for whatever reason that is. I don't want to use him returning to Foxborough as the, the blanketed excuse for that. Uh, having said that, I do believe Tom Brady, out of all people, the focus wasn't 100% there. And I don't blame him for that. Okay. Because I think all of us, you know, uh, imagine, I don't know if you, you grew up in your community and, you know, stayed, let's say if you, you grew up in one place, your entire life went to college in that same place. And then I don't know, went away for a year and never went home. And then came back, like, you're not gonna just come back and be like, like oh this is normal like you're gonna have like these weird sure. feelings you know like it's like oh I remember all of this and it just yeah it, it's just it's psychological stuff and nothing that I, I think it was everything that we thought that game would be at least at least to me uh, you know I, I thought that was going to be a tough game Bill Belichick is a tremendous defensive mind they brought it Brady and the offense brought it as well doing what they had to do to limit that defense from taking over the game and in Brady fashion, they were able to sneak out the dub. Um, you know, whether the 56-yarder was the right call or not, um, Bruce Arians believes to think that, you know, he has no problems with it because Folk was hitting 60-yarders in practice. You know, that's neither here nor there. He certainly had enough leg. But, um, you know, that's the way that the ball bounces sometimes. And, and for Tom Brady, the ball seems to bounce little bit more his way than other people's ways
0: some would call it sweet sweet karma for nick folk missing three field goals as a buccaneer against the patriots (laughs) four years ago so justice has been served i guess sure take we'll go with that take it how we can get it right
1: Uh, yeah and i i will say this um something that i will say about the offense that maybe is a bit more concerning to me than I thought entering the matchup. Gron- uh, Brady missed Gronk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal because they have so many weapons, but it actually was more of a big deal than I thought. Uh, Brait was not was not it. And I get it. They don't have that connection yet. But uh, in the beginning, he goes to Brait in the end zone. Brait was probably supposed to go to the pylon. Uh, whatever. There was a miscommunication there. I don't know on who I just assume Brady's always right, but, um, you know, then Brady dropped the pass. It would have been an easy first down in that game as well. Um, and I just felt like Brady sometimes needed that safety valve and, and that's where he goes to Gronk. And I just, I don't know if Bray, Bray was that guy. So maybe it just takes more time practicing with him, but the, the absence of Gronk was actually uh, bigger in my eyes after watching that game than i thought entering the game
0: and probably not going to have gronk this week against the miami dolphins but we're going to dive more into the injury situation here coming up in just a minute but of course locked on bucks we thank you for being our your first listen every day and we are free and on all platforms thanks to people like our friends at get upside our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Some people who drive a lot, like me, hockey dad, that's the life. You know, they're making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added to your account. You can cash out anytime with your bank account, PayPal. You can redeem it for gift cards from places like Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Segment two here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks Podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky. We thank you for being your first listen today. Evan, there are injury problems galore. Now, something that, that David and I talked about. Just a about. little. A little bit. We, we, itty bitty. A smooch. So the Bucks are missing. Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean. There's your top three corners, so they bring in Richard Sherman. We're going to get to him in a minute. We're missing Gronk. You just touched on that in the last segment, and it was glaringly obvious how much he was missed in the red zone. Missing Scotty Miller. They were missing Giovanni Bernard, so you had Keyshawn Vaughn as the third down back, but they may only need Foxborough Lenny from, from here on out. Um, Lenny looked good. Lenny looked fantastic. So here's here's the thing that, that David and I talked about. All of these injuries are piling up. It's, it's brutal. But the Buccaneers are about to prepare for a stretch where they may not see an opponent that's at 500 or better until December when they face the Buffalo Bills. So yeah. you now have time. To sort of get things right, get guys healthy, and you're not going up against the Rams and the Cardinals and the Packers and the Chiefs of the world. You're going up against the Dolphins and the Eagles and the Giants and the Colts. So where do you stand on the injury front as far as how it's how it's plaguing this team, but basically how are they going to be able to overcome with the upcoming schedule here for basically the next 2 months.
1: So a how it's plaguing the team. Well, you saw what happened when they played the Rams. The the let me again say, the the Buccaneers are a very good team. Mm-hmm. When you're a very good team, you can still find ways to beat subpar teams or you know, teams that might be here, especially with Brady because that offense, even though you mentioned some of those injuries and they're missing Gronk, um, it's whatever, right? Like Gio, Bernard is, Gio Bernard's out. Okay, we just give Lenny more of the ball. Scotty Miller's out. Yeah, we got enough wide receiver depth. Uh, Gronk's out. Okay, that's a bit of an issue, and I do admit that. But more often than not, you still have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and you know, hopefully O.J. Howard can can get going here. I still don't think he's 100% right. Yeah. Um, if, if we're still seeing braid out there a lot, having said that, um, luckily the schedule is in their favor. As you said, it's tough to imagine they're going to run the table. There's going to be an ugly loss in there. Uh, just by the nature of the beast, I I just, I have a tough time believing they're going to just continually win. If they do tremendous, they have to take advantage of this stretch. Um, because if they were to enter, let's just say they enter the playoffs with this team as constructed, there would be huge issues. Luckily, Right. All these injuries are happening at the beginning of the season. So that is the one benefit. Now we don't know how badly, uh, Carlton Davis is injured, right? We know it's bad. So is it season ended? Is he going to be able to come back in two months? I mean, it's, it's a rough quad injury. So I, I don't know what's going on there because to me, like, that's your guy, like that's your, your but having said that we saw I think finally a successful adjustment from Todd Bowles in being aggressive and finding success with that aggression, but also, uh, as Bruce Arians said, creating pressure in the front four and being able to win in those scenarios, um, that stuff works against Mac Jones. Uh, It's probably going to work against Miami. It it probably is going to work against Carson Wentz. It's probably a lot of these teams, You know it's probably going to work against a lot of them um but against the upper echelon guys i don't know so um will it affect the team in the short term i think they'll be fine mostly because of how the schedule is laid out having said that uh you know it doesn't it's not great having richard sherman d delaney and pierre desir as your cornerbacks like that objectively that's a problem You know and we can say that you know they can step up and whatnot i will give a shout out to to ross cockrell i think that
0: played so well
1: i think that he is just a guy ever since the training camp has has carried over that training camp success into the season and he's been a bit of a savior for this team um because he's been steady eddie in a in a reserve role and now in a significant role Um, and and it's interesting to see how little mike edwards is playing He's gonna have to re he's gonna have to insert himself again into the lineup a bit more these days.
0: Um well with with the concussion uh to Antoine Winfield Jr., he has to step up. He's the guy now. He's yep. gotta come in there and he's gotta help out Jordan Whitehead. And and we've talked about it before that he is a starting caliber safety in the NFL. He just happens to be behind two other starting safeties, one of which could potentially be, you know, a pro bowler or an all pro here within the next two to three years in Winfield jr. But with his injury now, Edwards has to step up, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's at least nice to know that you have Edwards coming in and that can be a one for one exchange for the most part. I think bowls is certainly a bit more limited now. I think, um, it, you just have to create pressure like the game plan every week has to be how am I going to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands as fast as possible okay because if that quarterback has enough time to sit in the pocket the cornerbacks are going to get toasted they are they're just just the simple facts maybe not every play but over the course of a game there's going to be three to four chunk plays in there which are going to Put you in good, great field position which to result in points most likely so um it's hey how am i going to get this ball out of quarterback's fan uh hand as fast as possible i need to make the offense methodically move down the field because if i can do that then i give my defense more of an opportunity to possibly create a turnover with the more plays more quantity of plays more opportunities there is to create a turnover and for that defense i mean it has to be like we need two or three of these a game, like that. Like we need to force turnovers because it, you know, they're going to give up points. So as long as you can get, you know, a couple of turnovers here or there and get that offense the ball, then more often than not, you're going to counter the the ugly performances on on one side of the field uh, to to help out the others. But you know, tip a tip of the cap to them uh, against New England because. They really, they, they did enough. Mm-hmm. They did a, a pretty darn good job of making sure that, A, they forced turnovers, and, B, uh, limited the Patriots from getting into the end zone. And no matter how ugly it's been for this defense and the injuries, uh, mostly because of the injuries, by the way, um, they, they have been solid in the red zone. So that's another thing.
0: Well, and, and real quick before we hit our next break, Richard Sherman probably shouldn't have been out there on Sunday night he he didn't appear to be ready both from a, a schematic standpoint or a, a guy who hasn't played football in, in nine nine and a half months standpoint but I thought he did have some moments where he started to look okay he was vocal about his his own performance critical of himself saying that he's going to get better but he's excited to be back on the field what did you take away from Sherman's performance and, and what do you see moving forward
1: yeah I, I mean it's so tough to take anything away from it because like the guy was signed on a Wednesday,
0: mm-hmm. went
1: out to practice again on that Wednesday. That was the first time he saw anything. Met his players, uh, met, his, met his teammates. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, fly to New England and play on, on Sunday. Like the, even Sherman said, I need a week at yeah. least. The, the the coaching staff all week said the plan is for him not to play. Okay. And all of a sudden they got okie doked and he played all but one snap. Yeah. All but one snap. I like it was, I tip my cap to Richard Sherman because it was unfair for him to be put in that position, honestly. Uh, and to be honest, he got picked on. He did. I, Absolutely. I, the Patriot, the Patriots had tons of success going after Sherman. So my thing is, um, it was, you said flashes. There were ultimately on paper, it was a pretty rough performance, Mm -hmm. but again, like I don't judge him on that because he never should have been out there ever. And he was only out there because of need and because of injuries. And that like, if people want to talk about how, Oh, well, you know, here's my thing. The, Bruce Arians and company are going to blow up. Well, we got Pierre Desir and we got Dee Delaney and we got these guys and we're confident in these guys. Yada, 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 yada. You're so confident in them that you signed Richard Sherman and you had to play him all but one snap. Three days later, the guy right. didn't even have an off season. Like so, so, you were so confident in those guys that you couldn't let them line up to start the game. You know, it, it, Carlton Davis went down, and obviously, Delaney, like you were forced to put Delaney in the game. But that—that's where I read between the lines. You know, that's that's where you have to sort of wonder. Okay, I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if what you're selling me is what I'm buying. So, um, just big picture. Like luckily this time, this team got Richard Sherman. He's going to get better week after week. Yes. Him. It's probably still going to be rough uh, for a couple more weeks, but they needed him. And that that's the big thing.
0: And I'm, I'm real optimistic that, you know, Jamel Dean would be back this week against the the Miami dolphins. He practiced all week last week and then just, it didn't seem like he was ready to go. And I I've said uh, on, on, on an episode earlier this week here that it's a great thing that he wasn't out there with the conditions and dealing with a knee injury. That's the last thing you want is is for Jamel Dean to be out there. So some, you know, there are some issues obviously, but again, coming up on a pretty easy or I don't want to say easy. Nothing's easy in the NFL, but a, a softer, softer stretch here. Thank you. Um, and, and some of these guys with the injuries can start to work their way back. I don't think we see Gronk. This week uh, seems more likely that he would play against the Eagles. Maybe not even that one. I think we're going to see Jason Pierre-Paul sooner rather than later. Hopefully Antoine Winfield Jr. clears the the protocol, but I don't know if there's going to be enough time given that it was Sunday night. So definitely, definitely something to keep an eye on. Just like I've been keeping an eye on my mailbox, waiting for my limited time cookie dough chunk built Bars to arrive. Yeah, you are. Because, you know, I got to pack those for, for myself and my son for, yeah. for hockey days and, and tournaments and all that. But if you don't know about built Bar, look, you, you're missing out. Plain and simple. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, Double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, go ahead and order a mixed box. You're going to get two of each of those bars. You're going to be able to figure out what your favorite flavor is. Not only are they the best tasting protein bars, but they are good for you. Each of those bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to Built.com use promo code locked15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Also, I I have an issue with the NFL official uh, officials from Sunday night because I had I had placed a a small prop bet on Antonio Brown to be the one to receive the record-breaking pass and mm-hmm. the Bucs were a yard short they were a yard short and i said watch antonio brown is about to get a quick little bubble screen and i'm going to win money and then they come back from commercial break and they're like no no they changed the spot they moved it forward so mike evans was the one that caught the uh the record breaking pass and i didn't win any money but i'm back in the game this week with our friends over at bet online as always bet online is your number one spot for all the Pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. All one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, or coming up soon next week, hockey. NHL's back. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Evan, it is time to turn the page. It is time for chapter five in this uh NFL season. And uh that chapter is entitled Miami Dolphins: The Smoking of Jacoby Brisket. And <laughs> so we are going to uh to do what we always do on Wednesdays. We're going to get your predictive player of the game. We're going to get your bold prediction. We're going to get your score prediction. And uh, like we said at the top of the show, man, outside of that Rams game, you have been on fire Unlike all of these, so pew, let's pew, pew. let's dive into the Evan- at least.
1: I, and I picked the Rams to win that game, so at you least did. I had like that too. So
0: yeah, yeah, you did. So let's let's dive into the Evan Klosky crystal ball, and uh, let's find out who the predictive player of the game is for this week.
1: Yeah, um, player of the game this week, I am going to actually go to the defensive side because I think it's going to be a weird offensive game. Would love to go Brady but we eliminated that a long time ago. Uh, I'm going to go Vita Vea. This is a guy who I know every Buck fan who understands the intricacies of this game knows how important this dude is. Uh, He is, um, I I think, was David? I'm pretty sure David tweeted it out that if he, he's like the John Stockton yes. of of uh, of helping his teammates get like sacks and all that stuff. I mean, go watch the second Joe Tryon sack and just laser in on Vitavea if you want to understand what David means there. But I actually think that uh, Vea is going to be on the board a couple of times in this game. I think he'll finally get his. So um, and that's on top of all the other things that he does. So I have a feeling we're going to walk away from that game being like, damn, Vita Veya is one hell of a player. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uncertain. I think offensively speaking, it's going to be one of those like everybody's going to kind of get theirs, but nobody's going to shine. Usually one player is left out. I think everyone gets a little sprinkle of action in this game, but nobody, you know, enjoys the cherry on top. It's going to be like five receptions, 60 yards, you know, who knows who gets a touchdown. But to me, that doesn't make you the player of the game. So Vita Veya, uh, I'll go two sacks, maybe a tackle for a loss in there as well, plus some other stuff in there um, that, that kind of sticks out to me. That's like, whoa, what a game from Vea! So he's my pick.
0: I love that, and if if you guys haven't listened or watched yesterday's episode, David does a nice dive into Vita Vea basically being the most impactful player on the field while not showing up on the stat sheet at all. It's it's incredible. Mm. My question for you before we get your bold prediction: uh, Are either one of the sacks by Vea going to be caused by him just ramming an offensive lineman into Jacoby Brissett? uh maybe not like directly
1: but it's going to be one of them's going to be a truck stick okay you know, one All of them right. okay. one of them is going to be here they is going to get it because you know uh brissette's going to probably move like up into the pot there's going to be pressure on the outside he's going to move up into the pocket and that's where vea is going to kind of just be waiting for him so um you know i i think with with bowls and and how i'm starting to notice some adjustments i think it's Were kind of right. They did it one game. Usually, it takes two or three games before other coaches start catching on. So I, I feel like we're gonna get another heaping pile of of sacks. Uh, you know, not not something egregious, but you know, I I think you're gonna see, you know, three or four again from this team.
0: All right. I just at some point I want to see Vita Vea pick up an offensive player and just hurl him at the quarterback for a sack. I just it it'll happen it will happen but guess not guess not this week all right what is your bold prediction let's see how let's see how crazy we can get on this one
1: four turnovers
0: i love it <laughs>
1: that's uh that's that's where I'm leaning towards. I I, I think that it's going to be one of those scenarios, right? We're all talking about the secondary. Oh, the secondary is so bad. What are they going to do? You know, the this team's going to get crushed. Yada 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 and all of a sudden we're going to look up at the scoreboard and be like, "Man, the defense kind of had a pretty big day today." Um so it's it, I'm I'm fading myself everything that i'm going to do on the tv side for the entire week i'm fading the public i just fade every conventional thought and uh four turnovers
0: all right all right now what is your final score prediction
1: final score uh buccaneers 28 dolphins 17. all right yeah so um because of the four because of the four turnovers i i that's why I have the, the Dolphins again. I'm going with a 17 from an opponent and, and have them below 20. Obviously, if those turnovers don't happen, the Dolphins aren't going to be able to score. It's not a prolific offense. I think Bulls will be able to find ways to have success defensively speaking. Uh, as for the Bucks offense, they're not going to hit 30 again. Um, but, you know, th- they'll find their success, uh, mostly because Miami's got a good defense and they're not, the passing defense that the the patriots are and honestly the dolphins passing defense when looking at their numbers i was you know before doing this i was surprised and you know that because you know they got two outstanding cornerbacks there so you would think that that takes away two big options for a lot of teams which would be uh debilitating but teams have been having some success so you know teams have also been having success with the tight end against them We'll, we'll see what happens uh on sunday but um, either which way 28 17 bucks
0: all right Evan let everybody know what you guys have on tap over there at 10 Tampa Bay and uh, of course you got to talk about the blitz
1: that's right so the blitz every Sunday 11:30 10 Tampa Bay leads into NFL today uh remember you know uh, the bucks Miami game is on CBS so uh, it's a one-stop shop just uh, you know, put, put the TV on, uh, to attend Bay at 1130, get ready for the Bucks game, because we'll have everything covered for you. Um, entering that matchup, you get NFL today on CBS, that'll take you noon to one, then bam, you know, you got the game going. So, um, please tune into that. Simeon's been great. Uh, you know, we had some fun last week. I put on a sweatshirt, do my best Bill Belichick impression, um, which I pulled out of, my hat uh randomly last week in the middle didn't know i had that in me but uh <laughs> you know essentially it's just waking up at 4 a.m and just figuring out like how you can pull that off uh that that's the best bill belichick um but then also you know look we got the rays uh the lightning as you mentioned start next tuesday uh, we are in peak busy season here in champa bay so uh please head to 10 tampabay.com we have it all covered uh it's it's Long, long hours for your boy over here but this is this is what it's all about we we sleep uh post super bowl into uh nhl playoffs that's when we sleep okay you know i'll go into my hole i'll hibernate i'll be ready to go by the time the bolts are ready to make it a 3 feet so uh, again you see my handle there at the bottom at ecloski wtsp you can find me on instagram at ekloski and on facebook as well
0: All right. And once again, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Now available on YouTube. Check us out there. Make sure you subscribe. You can, you know, suffer through my ugly mug, but you can check out, uh, you know, Evan and his smile. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun time over there. at at youtube and it's not just the episodes we're going to have more content than just the daily episodes over there at youtube so you got to make sure that you subscribe but now you need to make sure that your second listen of the day is peacock and williamson brian peacock and former nfl scout matt williamson give you the expert nfl analysis in less than 30 minutes it's free and available on all Platforms. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucs, at JArco underscore Bucks. at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Send us your voicemails. Send us your emails. The phone number is 813-444-5841. And the email address is LockedOnBucsPodcast Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here.